everyone, welcome back to the Yahweh Podcast. In today's episode, I interview Sarah, who is a former primary school teacher who is now an author and has started her own copywriting company, The Parenting Copywriter. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. She gives such valuable advice to any teacher who's looking to do something outside of the classroom. Enjoy. First of all, Sarah, do you want to introduce yourself to everyone who's listening? Okay, so I'm Sarah Davis and I've been a primary school teacher for 26 years. I taught year one for four years and then year six for six years and I've taught every age group in between as well as a class teacher and I still do occasional supply through an agency Mm -hmm. but as Jessica said I'm also the author of a book and I've just started my own business as the parenting copywriter. I love that and it's such a long career you've had so much experience with so many different age groups I want to start with that journey of you becoming an author what was the reason behind that? Funnily enough writing the book wasn't a conscious decision Um, my degree was a bachelor of arts in English and education and I've always loved books reading and teaching creative writing Mm -hmm. but the book came about really unexpectedly So I was up doing the 3am feeds with my four months old son um, when poems popped into my head out of nowhere. And the crazy thing was they were rhyming, rhyming poems that Mm -hmm. just all came spilling out of nowhere. And it kept happening. And by the time he was eight months old, there were 40 poems and they reflected the roller coaster of parenting a newborn. So everything from like the the kind of the R moments of the first scan to the first poo explosion, and (laughs) you know, sort of trying to get a baby out of the house in a rush, you know, the visits from the health visitor, conflict and advice from different people, all the different experiences that you have as a new parent. Mm -hmm. And I think it was basically my brain trying to make sense of being a new mum. And it all just came pouring out as poems. Mm -hmm. It it happened like during those moments where, you know, you're trying to be present and you probably feel unsure of what to do. But then these amazing poems that have come from that experience, from having these poems and these ideas, what made you want to share them with other people? Did you tell like your mum friends or was it just like, I need more people to hear these poems? Well, I wrote them all down. So when I'd put my son down each night, I'd write the poems down and then I'd show my husband the next morning and I decided to keep them in a folder Mm -hmm. so that I could show my son when he was older, you know, or grown up or whatever. Yeah. um, I showed my in-laws and my parents and, you know, a a few friends and they said, oh, you should try and get them published. Well, at the time when I tried first of all, it was a bit haphazard, a bit random because I was just really focused on being that new mum. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my baby was nine months old. I was, I was heading back to work. And so when I approached different publishers, some of them said, oh, we don't take poetry or whatever. And, and I hadn't really had a focused approach. And then years later, I read a book about being a mum and somebody's mum experienced and I thought I'll have a look at the poems again and by that point my son was about four and so when he went off to school I started looking into it more seriously mm-hmm. and I got offers from publishers and then Baby Days came out in 2018 and it's since been recommended in Mother and Baby magazine in their three of the best funny books feature which was really exciting because oh. it was number two and Ladybirds the mum was number three so I was like wow yeah you know? And then since then, I've, you know, I've been interviewed by various magazines. I was recently in Chat Magazine and Woman Magazine talking about my journey because prior to being a mum, well, I was a full-time teacher 
for 11 years and then I got ME. Now it wasn't the stress of the job or anything like that. I absolutely loved my job. I just got married, was looking forward to starting a family and um, I got appendicitis and I had to do a quick operation and whip my appendix out and then I got laryngitis and then I got laryngitis again and that resulted in me having ME and I went from being lively, sporty, I did a lot of sport, I coached the school netball team, I was literacy leader, I loved my job teaching year five, six and suddenly everything just kind of imploded. Mm-hmm. Um, I needed a stick to walk with. I was only thir- you know, my early 30s um i couldn't concentrate to watch tv or read a book or have a phone conversation my husband had to do the cleaning and the shopping and the cooking because i had no focus and everything just went crazy mm-hmm. um so i ended up coming out of teaching for a year and working as a library assistant 10 hours a week and i ended up going to a clinic after three years i went to a clinic and i made a full recovery from my me but i think that just altered my focus so rather than going back to full-time teaching, I was enjoying my library job. So I did that alongside a bit of supply. Yeah. And um, I kind of had a more flexible approach, I suppose, to, to what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I've dipped into supply and then I've gone back to doing a year's teaching or a year and a half's teaching on a contract and then back to supply again. But the curriculum has changed so much that... Um, I just felt it had zapped all the creativity out of teaching and it wasn't the job that I really wanted to do anymore. Although I love teaching children and I I still do occasional supply. I like being able to do that because I can just go in, be me, do my day, come away without all the, all the politics and the overload of the curriculum and expectations on the children, because my way of teaching is to be creative and to draw out their in, their enthusiasm and their motivation to make them want to write rather than have to write. So does that make sense? Yeah, that's amazing. It's such a great story for other teachers as well, just to hear that. It's not that you don't love teaching. You really do love that. You know, we you had to step out of teaching for health reasons, but just realizing that probably taking a break from that and thinking, right, what do I really want to do? And obviously you're such a creative person that unfortunately, as you said, the classroom isn't the classroom that you've, that you probably know and, and enjoyed back in the day. I want to speak about you really stepping out of your comfort zone, so to say with, with baby days, you wanted to do something different, but with the selling and the marketing and the promoting, like what was going through your mind when you realized oh, I have to do this as well. It's not just about writing the book. It's also about finding the publisher and, and selling. How did you handle that side of it? I must admit, I panicked a bit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, although I seem confident in the classroom and confident in some ways, I'm actually a very shy and reserved and you know, person who's lacking in confidence generally. So having been a teacher all that time, sales and marketing were things I knew nothing about. Mm-hmm. And I got a couple of radio interviews through my publisher and I found myself doing an eight minute live interview on BBC Radio Leeds. Now, it doesn't sound like much, but, you know, live on the radio is quite long. (laughs) Um, So I turned up in the studio with little like cue cards thinking, right, and the presenter was lovely the um the producer was the mum of a boy the same age as mine and she had a baby as well so it was perfect <laughs> and she just really put me at ease and the presenter was lovely and so the cue cards sat there and I didn't use them at all basically I, 
I came across as really confident and the presenter said at the end she said wow you totally nailed it and you didn't even need your cue cards and nobody had a clue that I was still shaking too much an hour later to drink a cup of tea wow. I took myself off Debenhams and I went to book <laughs> a cup of tea and I couldn't drink it because my hands were still shaking I was so nervous so much adrenaline I bet yeah and then I listened back and it, I sounded really confident and I'm like, all my friends were like, wow, I couldn't have done that. And you were so confident. I was like, so not. <laughs> it's, I guess it's like when you either go out on stage or in front of a bunch of people, like it's not, you, you have to just like step up and become someone who you don't realize that you can be until you're put in that situation. Like until that microphone was in front of you at BBC Radio Leeds, I bet you were thinking, how, how is this going to go? But that's so amazing. The other thing that kind of links in before that slightly is I also got in touch with mother care and mamas and papas mm -hmm. um, with my book. And they said I could promote my book if I did a talk about some aspect of parenting. So um, that led to standing up in front of 60 expectant parents talking about my experiences as a breastfeeding mum and reading some of my poems, mm -hmm. which again, apparently I was so confident and people said they could tell I was a teacher because I really engaged ah. with the audience. Now to me, I was freaking out because it was 60 grown-ups rather than 60 children. You know, I was, I was there yeah. speaking to adults and I wasn't used to doing that. Again, it was out of my comfort zone, but I believed in what I was talking about and um, they loved the poems. And then I was invited to speak at the launch event of Baby Week Leeds to 80, 80 counsellors. The mayor was there, maternity professionals and parents and all Goodness. sorts. Again, about, you know, a subject to do with parenting and, mm -hmm. and to promote my book. And I'd often start by joking about the fact that I was used to standing up talking to groups of children, not used to doing this. You know, I'm not a speaker. I'm a creative person, a mm -hmm. writer. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I had the skills of engaging with an audience, making eye contact, varying my voice, speaking clearly. And as teachers, we're not always aware of how many transferable skills like that that we have. All of that also, I had to get my head around Instagram and Twitter because I'd never been on Instagram or Twitter before. <laughs> yeah. um, I just got my own little Facebook family and friends page. Mm -hmm. um, so now I've got a few thousand followers on both but I've only done that in the last couple of years through promoting my book. And then that led also to writing guest posts and articles for a variety of different people. And in, there was one in America, there was one in Canada and loads in the UK. So I realised that I could use my writing in different ways. That's how it led on to being the copywriter then. So yeah, so it went from you releasing the book and promoting and realizing that there is that avenue you could go down with the transferable skills that as you said you had as a teacher is there anything else that you're thinking actually I learned that or I developed that as I was teaching in a classroom that I now use quite frequently do you think there are any other skills yeah I think understanding people yeah and um, being able to communicate being able to listen and that's very much a part of my job as a copywriter because you think, well, a copywriter, that's writing, mm -hmm. but it's actually interviewing the business owner first and, and drawing out information from them. And that's very much a skill that you, you use as a teacher because you're drawing out the children's skills and their abilities and helping them to realise what they're good at and what their strengths are and helping them to sell themselves. So in that respect, it really works in my job. Mm -hmm. And it's so crazy that as 
as teachers, we feel like business is kind of like alien to us talking to customers and figuring out social media and, and things like that. But actually we are, we're set up for success already because of communication, how we can, you know, engage children or adults, whoever you teach. It's so great to speak to someone who has used those skills and now has created what now is the parent copywriter. And um, for those who don't know, what is copywriting? Just so we can have a little idea of that. Right. It basically involves writing the content for websites, leaflets, newsletters, blog posts, anything that, in, that businesses use to sell their business, the writing element of it. Mm. So it doesn't involve setting up the website or anything like that. It's really just the writing, the content that goes in there. Mm -hmm. um, now, I felt that I got the writing skills, yeah. but I didn't feel I got the credentials. So I decided to do a copywriting course. And I, the person I spoke to, the trainer, she'd, she was also an ex-teacher. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> there's masses, masses of us. They're all over, we're all over the place. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I was telling her about my experience with the book and my marketing experience and sales and promoting and, you know, my background with my degree being in English and everything else, she was like, well, wow, you sound so much more than I thought, you know, when you first started talking. She said, you have got so much experience. And I said, well, my fear is when there are ads for copyright, I'm reluctant to go for them because they might say well what's your, what's your copywriting experience oh. and that was holding me back because I thought well I could see copywriters on the website that were saying I've got 20 years of experience as a copywriter working for such and such company and now freelance so I was feeling that imposter syndrome yeah. that I, I can do the job but I feel like I need to get a bit of training in Mm -hmm. So I actually did a really short course. It was a PDF training course and I spent five or six hours on it during the day. And then I had a few phone calls with the trainer. And basically that was in the beginning of September. By the 30th of September, I built my own website using a Wix website builder. And I'm so not technical. You know, this is when I wished my year sixes were there to give me a hand. <laughs> IT at school it was always like we'll show you how to do it miss yeah <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say you know it's totally a weak spot but I was so like buoyed up by the fact that I'd done this training course I felt like I could actually go out there and be a copywriter and there I was I'd done my own, own website and of course I could do all the copy easy enough for it mm -hmm. and then it was just like shifting everything around and and getting it all in there and then just getting out. So I went from do, from deciding at the end of August to do a copywriting course to by the 30th of September, I was up and running as a business. It's, it's just so amazing. The action from decision to action is is incredible. And I think that's a lesson in itself. If you have an idea or you think about something, go and, and learn how to do it. Or example, you took the course and built the website. And probably at the beginning, you felt like, oh, this website might not be good enough or it's not, I, it can be better, but actually just doing it and just getting it out there. At first, I wasn't sure whether to go for sarahcopy.com mm -hmm. and have a, like a generalized website yeah, or to go down the parenting niche route mm -hmm. and I, again I spoke to the trainer and she said well it depends how committed you are to your niche and I said totally because I didn't feel like I could be a copywriter selling cars or electrical equipment or anything that I really had not much interest in mm -hmm. so I thought I've got so much background and experience why not utilize that I'd made loads of contacts through my talks at mother care and mamas and papas I met loads of people who were in the baby industry in one way or another I spoke to a she's a nanny in London and she kind of she goes in as like a bit of a super nanny she goes right. in 
you know, sort of um, wealthy clients who've got babies and having yeah. any issues, she just kind of pops in and helps them with all sorts. And when I told her I was going to be a copywriter, she said, that's fantastic. Let me know when you're taking clients, because she said, you really understand. You've got the insight and the experience. And she's come across copywriters before that haven't, they've been good copywriters, but they haven't got the insight that I've got from what, you know, she knows from writing my poems, reading my poems, and from the blog posts I've done about being a new mum, that I can reach new mums as an audience. Mm -hmm. So yeah, she said that. So, so basically, I work with baby, child, parenting and educational brands and businesses. And I joined every mums in business group that I could <laughs> Yeah. And I realized, oh my gosh, that's an absolute nightmare because your phone's just going ping, 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 uh -huh. ping, ping all day. Um, <laughs> I was like, right, this is not the way to do it. I need to just refine which ones I feel are most, are most engaged with. But within six weeks of starting, I'd got five clients and I couldn't believe my luck. I couldn't believe, you know, it was all through networking online in mums in business online groups. There was um, a lady who she's each as e-commerce and she'd been asked to do that for a cafe. And unknowingly, they had um, a Kit McGrath tutoring centre on oh, site. Mm -hmm. And they wanted the content, she needed the content for their landing page for the Kit McGrath site. Yeah. They were a franchisee. So I did, that was my first project. And I did that for her. And she was like, wow, you've done this so quickly and so well. And it's perfect. Thank <laughs> you very much. And then I worked for a lady who has a forest school in London. And again, you know, this is where I think the teaching side comes in because I said to her, um, what's your unique selling point? What's, what makes you different from others, you know, in the same field? And she said, well, I'm female. There aren't many female instructors. And she said her race made a difference as well, she felt. And I said, well, is there anything else though that makes you different? She says, well, I'm a fully qualified bushcraft instructor and a scout leader. <laughs> And she just came out with all this stuff. And like we spoke for three quarters of an hour and I was so buzzing to write her content because mm -hmm. she was such an amazing person. But because, you know, like English is a second language and, um, you know, she's brilliant at what she does, but she wanted that backup to get it through to her potential clients. Yeah. And she also wanted to move into the school market to open the business up for schools so I was able to give her like direction as to how to contact the schools and what to do with that and I also wrote her um, an advertising piece for you know that she could use for a local paper or to get in touch with the radio station mm -hmm. local radio when you mentioned about networking and social media, because it's the same struggle with other teachers who are starting businesses, it's when you network and using social media, what advice would you give to network with the, in the right places? Did you write down where you needed to be visible online or how did that work for you? Well, at the beginning, I mean, it's a bit hit and miss, to be perfectly honest. Yes, experimental. Massive learning curve. And so at first I thought, well, I was already... Like I belonged to a few different Facebook groups that I joined um, that were parenting related. Yeah. And then I found Mums in Business and then Mums in Business had a local branch as well. And, you know, the, the Leeds branch is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and I felt like I could connect with some of those people. And I realized I already knew one of them vaguely from when I did the talk at um, Baby Week Leeds. Oh, wow. um, and, you know, so we'd already been corresponding a bit since then so she was there as well and I was like oh great somebody I know 
I've only met the lady once, but you know, sort of again, it's yeah. that networking, it's that meeting people that you feel you can connect with. Mm-hmm. And at first, you know, like I was doing follow backs and things like that, and that was really ineffective oh, because I ended up, yeah, with a like stocked up Instagram. I couldn't follow any more people. People were following to unfollow, and I really didn't have an interest in a lot what a lot of them were dealing with. Mm-hmm. So it was it was breaking it down again. It was kind of niching it down. It was saying, right, okay, well, mums in business, they are mums who are in business. So we're on the same, we're coming from the same direction there. Yeah. They also often have businesses where they need to draw in parent attention and engage with parents. So that, you know, they they are looking for my skills in a sense. Because yeah they've got their own skills it might be making things they might be like craft related people or tutors or things like that but they haven't got the same background and skills that I've got in terms of getting that information across to clients and then then you come in to help them out with that side of it because even if they have as I said at the beginning of this interview it's really hard to sell yourself sometimes Mm -hmm. and you know it's much easier in in some ways to let somebody else sell what you can do because at first I thought well surely it's better for them to write in their own words but what I do is I put in my copy I reflect their voice and their vision and their values so it doesn't sound like me on the page and my writing it sounds like them Mm -hmm. because I capture their enthusiasm their motivation you know everything that is the buzz about their business and that's what that's I put it down as if it was them speaking. The the way you put it, obviously you are in in um, in that industry, so it's a great it's a great skill. But if our uh, our listeners, because we have tutors, parents as well, teachers, where can they find you online and connect with you if they need help with copy for their website or blogs or anything like that? Right. Well, I'm on I'm on Instagram. Yeah. And it's Sarah Davis underscore writer, and then I'm on Facebook at Sarah Davis writer. And I'm on Twitter at Mummy Days and it's D-A-Z-E like my book is because mm-hmm. um, it's that kind of haze that you're in as a new mum. So, so yes, that's where I am on social media. And then I'm also, you know, obviously there's my website, theparentingcopywriter.co.uk. Perfect. And to buy your book or to have a look at your book, is that available online anywhere? Yeah, it's, it's available from Amazon, Amazon. and and from Waterstones and from independent bookshops as well. It's £6.25 at the moment from Amazon. And if you just type in Sarah Davis, Baby Days and Amazon, then you can find it there. Perfect. Sarah, it has been great to speak with you. Your journey is incredible and it's inspiring. And I hope you know people who are listening realise that you have the skills as a teacher to transfer into any kind of business that you want so yeah thank you sarah thank you very much for your time you're welcome